are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, get yourself 15% off your next order. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, as usual, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer, and uh, glad to have you back. We're going to be discussing uh, more draft stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much what's ahead for the San Antonio Spurs right now with the uh, NBA breaking the tie. Well, well, just pretty much settling the tiebreakers yesterday. Spurs and Hornets were tied to some of the records for the regular season series. Who's going to pick 11? They're going to pick 12. We'll discuss that. The ramifications for the Spurs. And the Locked On Network crew, or the NBA crew, that is, we got together, did an impromptu mock draft. And uh, yeah, Locked On Spurs submitted their selection. And I tell you this much, um, I'm not too sure if our host is going to like it. So we'll get his react when uh, that time rolls around. Do that more. I'm joined by ESPN San Antonio's Michael Jimenez. Michael, welcome back to Locked On Spurs. Playoffs? What playoffs, man? This is draft season, baby. It's, it's your time to shine. You love this time of the year. It's so much fun, man. I know the Spurs haven't been in the playoffs the past two seasons, but uh, we have things to look forward to, man. We have a stacked draft this year, Mm -hmm. uh, a relatively decent pick number, uh, a lot to be excited about, a lot to be optimistic about. Absolutely. Follow him on Twitter at 210FantasyGod, and he is also the co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio. Let's go ahead and uh, dive into this. Look, I'm pretty sure all the Spurs fan base uh, already know what happened a few days ago. Uh, the NBA did a coin flip, something you talked about right here in Lockdown Spurs prior to that. And uh, the San Antonio Spurs lost the coin flip. They will be selecting at this moment number 12, and the Charlotte Hornets will be at number 11. Now, we got to caveat this, Michael, that that just means as now. I mean, a miracle could happen, and they win the draft lottery. But at number 12, as we speak right this moment, what is your first reaction to Spurs losing the coin flip? And is it really that big of a deal just going from uh, possibly 11 to 12? Oh, it's it's a big deal, man. And I hate to say it that way because, you know, we, we look at all sorts of drafts. I don't care if it's a fantasy football draft, the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL draft. You hate to have that situation where you like a player and they mm-hmm. get picked one spot above you. And... Um, that could have happened to the Spurs. I mean, hopefully the Spurs have a few names on their board that they really like, that they're happy with either way. Uh, but it is a big deal. It's also a big deal when it comes to uh, trade capital. Let's say the Spurs wanted to trade up. There is a difference between saying, hey, we'll offer you the 12 versus the 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they had televised this. That would have been fun, you know, to see who, who yeah. called what. You know, was it he- was it heads? Was it tails? I mean, who did this? I want to <laughs> see that, but uh, we'll we'll never know who made that call. But uh, it, it is a big deal. But the good thing is, if there's any optimism in, in it all, is that there's always a good player, even an all star, available, typically around the 12th pick and beyond. Yeah, uh, it's just picking the right player. Yeah, I, you mentioned in uh, past locked on Spurs that this draft is very very deep. Uh, I think it was you who said like Anthony Edwards is if he had been in this draft, he would have been maybe, you know, lower five, you know, five, seven, you know, something like that. 
Yeah, seven to nine possibly. I mean, it's a really, wow. really strong draft. And 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 the mocks when it comes to the Spurs are all over the place. There doesn't seem to be a consensus as to what direction the Spurs are going to go in, potentially. Fire up that Jim Carrey. Uh, you're telling me there's a chance, Jeff, right now, because the Spurs, as of right now, at number 12, uh, they have a 1.7% chance of winning it all. There's a <laughs> chance, Michael. There is a chance, man, an 8.5% chance of being in the top four. Uh, but there's also like a 7% chance of them dropping to 13 or 14. Uh, so like you said, it's 12 right now. But uh, in about four weeks, we'll find out exactly what number that is. All right, let's go and dive into this. Okay, so let's just uh, play devil's advocate here and say uh, things shake out at the lottery and the Spurs stay at 12, and that's their position. Who are some guys you think that could possibly be on the board at 12? Well, that's a good question. And what I like about the draft and and about the mocks is that, uh, unlike the NFL, the NBA is pretty legit when it comes to these mock drafts. Uh, They're really good at at understanding who's going to be the top five, Who's going to be, you know, six through ten? Very rarely do you have a player fall or plummet all the way down the draft when they were expected to be a high pick. Uh, I was taking a look at six uh, mock drafts: ESPN, Bleacher Report, mm-hmm. NBC Sports, DraftNet, Yahoo Sports, CBS. All six of them had the same five, same top okay. five, just in different order, right? So, and what I thought was interesting when I looked at these six, there were seven names that were picked in the top 11 all the way through. Okay, so these seven mm-hmm. players, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kaminga, Keon Johnson, Scotty Barnes, get them out of your mind. Okay, if the Spurs are drafting 12, those seven will be gone. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see who could be available for the Spurs. I mean, there's some names out there uh, like Corey Kispert of Gonzaga, uh, Jalen Johnson out of Duke, Franz Wagner, for who played for Michigan, um, Alperen Sengun, who was the MVP mm-hmm. in the Turkish League, Josh Giddy, who was an all-star in Australia, uh, Trey Mann, who our friend James Pledger is all about. He, he is so high on Trey Mann, and I understand <laughs> why, uh, but he could be available. Moses Moody uh, is also out there, and then James Book Knight from UConn is somebody that I'm fascinated about. Uh, So there's a lot of names out there. I'm going to be honest with you. There are eight names that I'd be okay with, but out of those eight, there's four I'd be really happy with. All right. And who are those four that you would be really happy with? Uh, I'd be really happy with Josh Giddy from Australia. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is kind of a point forward. Uh, You know, he is 6'7", likes to bring the ball up the court. Uh, he's kind of a triple-double machine the past mm-hmm. his last month in Australia. His dad was a professional player. Uh, he is uh, somebody who has great vision. And when you watch him, his games, his highlights, he has Manu's vision. Um, wow. it, it's, just, it's just amazing. And he's considered to be one of the greatest passers available out there. He might be a top 10, 15 passer just entering the league. He's a playmaker. I like him a lot. Uh, of those six uh, mock drafts we were talking about, three of the six actually had him selected as as being the Spurs pick at 12. Uh, I'd also be happy, we, we've mentioned before, Alperen Sengun, who's the center, the MVP of the, of the top Turkish league. Uh, the guy is just a monster who likes to throw the ball into the hoop. Yeah, Shot 65% from the field. He is just uber aggressive, uh, both on the offensive and defensive side. Uh, 
I think those would be interesting. And then I'll, and then Franz Wagner, who played for Michigan, small forward, mm-hmm. uh, you know, six nine, can shoot the three, guard multiple positions. I'd be really happy with him. And uh, James Booknight is also kind of int- uh, intriguing uh, from UConn, uh, nineteen points per game, only shot about twenty nine thirty percent from three. But when you watch him play, man, that guy just takes it to the hole, and he is is very athletic. Um, I would say that he's kind of a taller, more more defensive-minded type of Lonnie Walker. Right. Uh, and uh, that's if you're going to go the shooting guard route. And then Trey Mann also, because uh, I have to give props to uh, James Pledger for bringing him out there. I mean, I mean, Trey Mann shot 40.2% this past year from Florida, uh, from three. So right. uh, if you have somebody shooting 40% from three, they have to be on your board. If, if and that's a good question, you know, because at, at 12, you know, and this being a deep draft, as you, you mentioned, you know, the Spurs should get fill in the blank here a project, instant impact player, or a solid role player come off that bench. Parts from hundreds of manufacturers, they have everything from engine control modules to tail lamps to motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and deliver directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique, easy to navigate, and you can see all the parts available for your car. And you'll be able to choose your brand, specifications, prices that you prefer. And those prices are always going to be reliably low right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto. I want to see a star, man. You want to see? I want to I want to see, see a star. Um, I don't want to see another plug-in guy. Um, we we need the main course. We have the side pieces. You know, we have the side dishes. We 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 need the main course. And you take a look at some of these players. I mean, Jalen Johnson from Duke, for example, uh, was a five-star high school recruit, and the mocks have him all over the place where he can go top seven, maybe even fall to the, to the twenty spot. You know, he did okay with Duke. He kind of shut it down early when he started losing minutes. Um, but he's a five-star high school recruit. You know, he was one of the mm-hmm. top recruits just just 18 months ago coming out of high school. And it's one of those things where just because you didn't do well in, co- in college or, or live up to it doesn't necessarily mean that that's on you. It could have been just the wrong system, the wrong coaching, or whatever the case may be. You know, you, you, you take a look at someone like that who is – you know, raw, 19 years old, five-star recruit. And then you take a look at, at a player like a, a Davion Mitchell from Baylor, who's a, who's a, a mm-hmm. point guard who was a star in the, in the tournament. But the dude's going to be 23 years old by the time the season starts. Right. You know, you take a look at some players like Corey Kispert from Gonzaga, who played for four years over there, who's going to have a, a good long career. But again, he played for four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he shot 44% from three, and he's going to have a great – and I would like it if the Spurs got it, by the way. But that's not going to be a star. That's going to be a solid role player. So when I take a look at it, I think to myself, who are the players that have the potential just to be outright studs mm-hmm. in the league? And and that's when you're looking at Sengun from Turkey. Josh Giddy from uh, from Australia. That's when you look at Jalen Johnson from Duke or James Booknight from UConn. They have star potential. Uh, so 
I know the Spurs fans want to see the Spurs return to the playoffs, right? But I I don't mind if the Spurs have another losing season or two if we mm-hmm. get the all-star. Because if you're watching the playoffs right now, I ask myself this question when watching Lakers Suns or when watching Mavericks Clippers. I ask myself the question, how many of the Spurs core five or core six, whatever you want to call it, would be getting minutes in this game if they were on that team? And we're a star-driven league, and I don't know how many of our players would actually be playing well for a Phoenix or playing well for the Lakers, you know? Right. We're in a star league. We need a star. And the great thing about the draft and picking 12 is that you can go back in time and take a look at who's been available around that time, right? So I'm going to give you some names, man. Okay. All right, so in 2020, last year, the best player available at 12 actually went 12, which was Tyrese Halliburton. He went, he went to the Kings, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a good player. Uh, 2019, you could have gotten Tyler Harrow or Keldon Johnson. Okay, we, we, we know what we have in Keldon Johnson. We're happy right. with Keldon Johnson. Tyler Harrow, down season this year, but looked really good the year before. 2018 was, was, a, was kind of a bad draft, so you had Miles Bridges. But look at 2017. This is when it was a stacked draft like there was this year. Here's who was available at 12. You could have gotten Donovan Mitchell, Bam wow. Adebayo, John Collins, OG Ananobi. Could have gotten Derek White. In prior years, you could have gotten Pascal Siakam, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Clint Capella, Stephen Adams, Giannis. Ever heard of him? <laughs> he was available. At, he was yeah. he was no the fifteenth pick in twenty thirteen. Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, Jimmy Butler. These are all players who have been available at twelve and beyond. So yeah, it's 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 important to you know get the best player and 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 oftentimes you have a better chance of getting that stud player if you're drafting one through seven. I get that, but that's the, not to say that you can't find a star outside of it if you pick the right player. That's why I question picking for a need or picking best available. I'm a best available guy. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought that best available uh, angle up right now is because we know the Spurs needs. We know that they're glaring. It's in the middle, a center or at least a different type of center. And then three point shooting and perimeter defense. We know those are the three areas where the Spurs need to work on. And this draft seems to provide players that can address one of those three. But, Michael, they have a bunch of guards that can, I guess, cover up for other deficiencies. So let's just say they go best uh, based on need and they get Sing Sangoon, okay, to address the middle. Okay, fine. But are you willing, based on what the Spurs makeup of the roster is right now, willing to go that route? If Because it just feels like they're that one player away. And, yes, it is a star player. They need a star player. But if Popovich is still around, that star player won't bud under him because that's not his uh-huh. way so it just tells me that if the spurs go need then that's okay too because of the makeup of the current roster it, it just seems to me the spurs are in a and correct me if i'm wrong in a win-win situation win need win best available it's kind of hard to say because one of the most unfortunate things right now is the fact that free agency tends to happen, you know, after the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd almost be better if you got free agency out of the way first, 
and then draft it because then you you can you know address the need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't know what's going to happen with players like Demar Derozan. Uh, are the Spurs going to bring back veterans when it comes to uh, Patty Mills or or Rudy Gay? Um, you're right in the sense that Pop's way is to not play the young players early. And we saw that with Devin Vassell this past year. I, I've mm-hmm. argued that he was one of the top seven players on that team last year. He just didn't get the opportunity. Uh, Kelvin Johnson didn't get the opportunity. It's it's like they didn't get those opportunities until they got until someone ahead of them got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's possible that this could be the transition year. I mean, how long is Pop going to still be the coach? Right. And if he's going to be the coach for one more year, two more years, three more years, I look at it this way: he needs to teach, treat his coaching the same way that Tim Duncan exited his career with the Spurs. One of the big differences that you saw between Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan is that Tim Duncan not only had a wonderful legacy, but when he left, the team was mm-hmm. in good hands at the time. You know, you had Aldridge and you had, uh, uh, you had Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. Uh, Kobe, for all his greatness, kind of just made it about him, and he, he exited the building uh, basically with a, with a franchise in ruins. And I think that when it comes to Pop and his coaching, I think it has to be less about him and more about the future. He needs to keep an eye on and maybe not be so selfish when it comes to what player he's going to draft to fit his need. It needs to be a mm-hmm. more of a long-term play than anything else. And, yeah, and, I, and, 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 and it's, yes, sir. Oh, no, no. I was going to, I thought you were pausing there for a bit. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It has to be future forward looking, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and there's so many different ways that you can look at this because everyone's going to be upset no matter who the Spurs pick. Right. Okay. Because if you pick Sangoon, you might say, okay, yeah, he fills the need for center. He he is more aggressive and more uh, more forceful than Portal. Right. But that does not address the three point shooting, right. which the Spurs didn't have. And then you say, okay, well, we're going to address three-point shooting at Trey Mann or, or we're going to get Franz Wagner or, or somebody like that to address three-point shooting. But then you didn't address the interior, right? Right. And if you get a shooting guard, you know, uh, you get, you know, Moses Moody or James Booknight out there and they're really good shooters, you're going to be asking yourself, well, yeah, but we have Lonnie Walker, but we have mm. this. We, <laughs> Spurs fans are going to find a way to pick a hole at this Absolutely. no matter how they look at it because the Spurs – aren't one player away. The Spurs are like three players away. Yeah. And, and, and not only that, they're, they're, they're still a star away. You can get all those yeah. fill the need, fill the need positions, but they're still that mega star away. And um, I, I, I mean, let's just, and can, should we just be honest here, Michael, this rebuild may take a while. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The big, Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action over at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the run to the playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device, sign up today, and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and use promo code Locked On. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I'm going through boxes after boxes of it because they're that good and they're that good for me uh, on the health side of things. They got nine delicious flavors, even the limited time uh, flavor. And some of the flavors include coconut almond, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry, the list goes on and on. Look, there's something for everyone, but if you can't make up your mind, don't worry about it. Built Bar has you covered with their mix box. You get two of each of the nine flavors. Now, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. You can't go wrong by getting yourself a box of Built Bars right now. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get yourself 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Yeah. And we may need to say goodbye to some of the players that we think are the core players because you know we we have we, we take a look at our players we fall in love with them we fall in love with their personalities who they are mm-hmm. and um they might not be better than some of these players that are coming out of college this year some of the players that are coming from europe you play the best player and if that means that you move Derek White aside and you move him to to, to second string, or or you keep Lonnie in that six man position, and never move him up to the starting five. If that means that uh, Keldon Johnson eventually comes off the bench, whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes, you got to feel the best team available with the best players available, and that's why when I look at this draft, I'm I'm hopeful that the Spurs gravitate towards somebody international. Because the Spurs have really good, uh, good, uh, uh, you know, success, mm-hmm. a history with that, and you know, it, it doesn't have to be immediately out of, uh, you know, out of Europe or, or whatnot. I mean, Giddy from Australia, uh, Sengun from Turkey, but also, I mean, Franz Wagner is from Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's there's other players out there that uh, that kind of fit that bill. Usman Garuba as well is, is someone that NBC sports has the Spurs taking at 12. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a power forward uh, position there that that's been playing Euro ball. That's fascinating to me. I, I am fascinated more than more by that than a lot of the college players that play stateside. Yeah. The, the, the Spurs uh, history of success with euros uh, goes a long, long way. And it's not just the names, you know, Parker and Manu uh, there's, Tiago Splitter, you know, uh, there's yeah. uh, Boris Diaw, there's Boban, you know, they definitely love those uh, Euro guys, but you, you're looking at number 12. Okay, so as of right now, they have the 12th pick. Uh, Michael, they should be able to get a quality player, shouldn't they, regardless of what direction they go? Regardless what direction, they're going to have a quality player who will more okay. than likely, because of how deep this draft is, will have an 8- to 10-year career. At, nice. This is such a deep draft that at 12 – you're going to get a player that's going to be playing for a long, long time. May, may or may not be a star, but it's going to be better than than most drafts out there. Because most drafts, when you're picking at 12, you know you're, you know you're, you know even though, as I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, that there are stars available at 12, uh, it's kind of uh, slimmer pickings at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, in a loaded draft, when you're picking 12, this is the equivalent of drafting at five or six in most seasons. Well, speaking of drafting, <laughs> the uh, locked on NBA guys, well, we got together after the uh, coin flips and all the tiebreakers. It wasn't just the Spurs and Hornets. I think there was other teams that needed to uh, sort out their tiebreaker situations. 
So the guys in the network, Michael, were like, you know what? Let's let's just do a quick impromptu. You know, go with your gut. You know, the tiebreakers are settled. Let's just do this mock draft. So, um, I don't know if you're gonna be too happy, Michael, with the. Pick <laughs> All right, so let me. It, it, it was just picks one through fourteen. Although I think the the, um, the individual who was in charge of it kind of goofed up a bit, and you'll see why in a bit. But. Um, let me give you the number one pick in the locked on NBA mock draft. So here we go. Oklahoma went with Cunningham. Like or dislike? Uh, like. Okay, perfect. Pacers, they went with Suggs. Makes sense. Rockets went with Mobley. Love them. Pistons went with Jalen Green. Good player. Yeah, this, it, okay. it is, this is all trending correctly. Okay. The Magic went with Kaminga. Those are the top five players in every single mock, so that makes sense. Okay, so you're happy with the top five. All right. So then uh, let's go ahead and just round this out. The next five. The Cavs went with Scotty Barnes. Okay. The Warriors took Franz Wagner. Kind of high, but I'll take it. Okay. Raptors went with Keon Johnson. He is uh, – a lot of drafts have him around six to eight, so okay. that, that's kind of where he's expected. All right. Um, now – you know, there may have been like some mock trades and all this. So if, if, it, if it gets a little goofy, then that's what happened here, everybody. Um, number nine, uh, the magic, uh, Moses Moody. Okay. I like him a lot. Okay. 10, Kispert to the Kings. Okay. Pelicans went with your guy, Sagoon. Really? Yes. The Pelicans, okay. the mock Pelicans. Yeah. The Sagoon. 12. This is where, okay, everybody, again, the organizer of this kind of did a little goof here. They put 12 as the Hornets. So I don't know what happened there. But regardless, the next pick, uh, the Hornets, they took Josh Giddy. Okay. Oh, good Lord. I don't, I don't even want to say it, Michael, because you're going to like hang up the phone yeah. right now or something. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, don't break my heart, man. I'm, I'm probably going to break your heart. So just be ready. Uh-huh. Um, Lockdown Spurs said so the next pick went with Isaiah Jackson, Kentucky. All right. That's oh, just man. not there. The great okay, thing about it is the person, the person picking after you went, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors in this mock draft, it did, they just picked one through uh, 14. Uh, yeah. They took um, Davion Mitchell out of Baylor. Experienced player. Okay. Uh, I, Isaiah Jackson. Um, you know, ESPN, when they released their mock draft uh, just early, uh, about two or three days ago, uh, they had Isaiah Jackson going to the Spurs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it's the least intriguing player that I come across. Um, it's just one of those things where it, it, it addresses a partial need, mm-hmm. but not fully for a whole player. Uh, I, I, I picture him more as a project than anything else. Um, he's defensive minded. So he is all, he's mostly defense. I mean, he'll take it to the hole and, and, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, you know, we'll take it to the hole, dunk, you know, follow through, follow up and all that stuff. Uh, but out of all the players, the Spurs have been linked to in all these mocks. He's the least intriguing to me. 
Okay. Uh, so yeah, yes, I, yes. Yeah, I will. I, I, I will criticize you when we get off this, and I'll call you. Later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went with Jackson because of the uh, just the defense, at least on the perimeter, which is so porous. I, I mean, you 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 saw what Utah did. I mean, not just the Spurs, everybody, but I mean, the three point line. Uh, you saw um, guys that are just bench players just go off for their career highs versus San Antonio, and it, it mainly came from the perimeter guys. You know, guys yeah. uh, that. You know that just t- tore up San Antonio, and you. I mean, how many times did we hear this last season? So this guy, eighth guy on the bench, and he's having his career night against San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And you saw that constantly, and uh, and I also think too. Be, you know, I, you you. I don't know. Maybe you might agree with me on this. Is just defensively, Murray White. They're okay. They're not bad. They're okay, but they're not really good. Uh, we've seen Murray get cooked plenty of times. Um, we've seen, seen White, you know, he's a good defender. We know about the charges and the blocks and everything. But I look at the fact that he's uh, injury prone, at least based on one season. And I say, well, here's a young guy, Jackson, that can come in and do that. There's also the Kentucky Ooh. link to, to Kelton Johnson. Yeah. You know, um, there's that. Uh, I like his size, too. I, he looked like he can play – a little bit of the four, maybe the three. Am I pushing it too much? Well, the one thing that that he has that would be beneficial for the Spurs is that he has uh, the the physique, the mannerisms, the athleticism of an enforcer, mm-hmm. and that's something the Spurs don't have. I mean, the interior defense right now. I mean, you could go through all the advanced metrics in the world and say that Yaka Pertle is is a very good defender because he gets blocks. You know, he alters shots. You know, they always say that 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 line about how not everything he does shows up in a box score, right? Mm-hmm. But how many people are in you know in the league are intimidated by him? Why would you be intimidated yeah. by Yaka Perl? Yeah. Yeah. So Isaiah Jackson is 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 on a defensive side, can bring that Rashid Wallace, that you know, Antonio Davis, that Charles Oakley type of defensive presence. Man, I'm going back in time with those references. But <laughs> but it's something that the Spurs lack because there's nothing there that uh, is intimidating about the Spurs' defense. Even if you have good players. DeJounte Murray is an excellent defender. Is he intimidating? No. Derek White's an excellent defender. Is he intimidating? No. Jakob Pertl's a good defender. Is he intimidating? No. All along the lines. You know, there's nobody there that, that when you say, man – I don't want to. T- I don't want to attack the rim on this particular play because this is the other guy on the other side. You don't have that with the Spurs, so that is one thing that Isaiah Jackson would bring. Uh, but he's a little bit of a project, and you know, and and if the Spurs are going to go the project route, uh, I would much rather have for them to have gone with like a a Jalen Johnson from a Duke or or Sengun from Turkey. But like you said, he was he was uh, already, gone, yeah. al- already taken. Uh, yeah. Or a Josh Giddy from uh, from Australia. Those are the projects that I would look for because though defense is important, the fact of the matter is, is that we're not in the, we're, this isn't the 90s anymore where, we're, where teams hold other teams down to 90 points. I mean, if you're looking at the Mavericks Clippers series right now, I mean, it's a track meet for points. And at some point, you need to have someone who's either a good passer or a good shooter. Mm-hmm. And 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 in this day and age, I think that's more important than saying, you know, we're gonna plug in this defensive hole uh and 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 while everyone's zigging, we're gonna go zag. Uh I, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. 
Yeah, you know, before we get to the end of this episode of Lockdown Spurs, there was something I wanted to ask you earlier in the segment, uh, but I, you just sparked something right now um, when you were talking to me. Uh, that number twelve pick, would you be? Would you entertain flipping it to move up? Uh, depends on how protected that flip mm-hmm. is. Okay, because uh, if the Spurs, let's say the Spurs want to move up uh, to get a top five pick or a top six pick. It would probably cost the Spurs one of their core players plus uh, next year's draft pick and then this year's pick. So let's say the yeah. 12 along with you know uh, with next year's pick and let's say it's Lonnie Walker or Derek White or somebody like that, right? Uh, it more than likely would be one of the less expensive ones because teams mm-hmm. don't want to take on salary half the time. Would I entertain that idea? Yes, I would. But it's also a very scary thing to look at. Because look at the Houston Rockets this year. The Houston Rockets did that. They they traded one of their first-round draft picks. And this year's pick, they basically have a 50% chance of landing one of the top four picks in the draft. And they also have about a 50% chance of having no first-round draft pick because their first round this year is only top four protected. What are the Spurs going to do next year? Are the Spurs going to be a, a lottery team again or get into the into the playoffs? If we're going to draft a player, move up to the top five, they need to be an integral part of the team because we have to believe that they're going to lead us back into the playoffs and therefore the draft pick that we traded in 2022 is going to be a, t- a 23 or a 24 or a 28 pick. What I don't want is the Spurs to move up in the draft pick a player that's going to be in Austin most of the year. And right. all of a sudden the Spurs are back in the lottery and they would have had the six or seven pick next year. That's the scary part. So am I opposed to moving up in this particular draft? No, but I'd be holding my breath the entire time. Yeah. I look like, I think in this situation, you speak about it on, on the, on your show on ESPN San Antonio, we talked about it here, but it just bears repeating because this as of this moment, the Spurs do not have star power. Uh, we don't know yet with these young guys. Who knows? Maybe one of them might break out and be just have this incredible leap next year. We don't know yet. But the the most recent time the Spurs got aggressive in the draft turned into Kawhi Leonard. And although we know how it ended, but when it didn't before it ended, it was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. That aggressiveness. And that's why I talk about flipping and moving up and being uh, wheeling and dealing because it's paid off for San Antonio, at least in recent memory uh, with the deal with the Pacers. And if the Spurs need to fast track this rebuild, because we both said earlier that this rebuild maybe take take some seasons now, but maybe they can fast track it by being aggressive. And, you know, how much pressure is on Brian Wright right now? You think he has a lot of pressure knowing what's ahead of him this offseason? Well, now at this offseason with the draft and, and all the money they got and the free agent, the veteran free agents? I don't think the pressure is too bad on him because mm-hmm. I think if you were to poll a bunch of Spurs fans and ask them the question, who's the GM? Say mm-hmm. 80% would get it wrong. Everyone still thinks R.C. Buford's the GM. Yeah. And. He is CEO, but I'm not, I'm not saying that, that Brian Wright doesn't do that position or he mm-hmm. isn't actually doing the GM role. What I'm saying is, is that he's insulated from the fact that he's not a public figure. Uh, he can walk into any 
Luby's, any Whataburger in town, and no one will recognize him. Yeah. And because of that, I think it's easier for him to navigate through all this and and avoid the pressures that he would get if he was the GM in New York or in LA mm-hmm. or in Chicago. Uh, the small market makes it gives him a long a longer leash. Uh, but when I look at it, you know, you you mentioned uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs moving up. There's a fascinating article. Just Google Kawhi Leonard Anatomy of a Trade, mm-hmm. and it breaks down what happened that night. And it was written probably it was probably an ESPN article or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how the Spurs targeted Kawhi, and they said, if this guy falls, we'll make the move. And keep in mind, the Spurs got rid of George Hill, who was not only a fan favorite, but was a pop favorite. Pop loved him. Mm -hmm. And and the Spurs fan base loved him. And they were saying, no, this is the guy, man. We are going after this one guy, Kawhi Leonard, who, by the way, the mocks had him going top six. And he fell. And the Spurs basically had that arrangement with Indiana when they said, "Hey, uh, we're gonna we would trade you George Hill and mm-hmm. our spot if a certain player falls." And they kept it secret who that player was. So that's going to be the mentality if the Spurs do move up. If they see somebody who is the next Kawhi Leonard, the next Manu Ginobili, the next Tim Duncan, the next Tony Parker, if they have identified somebody so high on their board. We have to we have to give them that benefit of the doubt, because for all the criticism that Spurs fans and Spurs Twitter give Pop for his rotations these days, or give for not playing certain players, the one thing the Spurs do well, better than any other team, is identifying the one of the best players available relative to where they are in the draft. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, was was DeJounte Murray the best player in that draft when he got drafted in the late 20s? No, but he was the best player available at his spot. The same mm-hmm. thing about Derek White, the same thing about Keldon Johnson. The Spurs do a good job with that. So if the Spurs are drafting 12 and they and they trade next year's first rounder and and Derek White or Lonnie Walker or whomever in order to get to the top five or get to number six. I fully endorse it. I fully uh, embrace it. I fully trust in Pop in the front office. It does make me a little bit nervous about the next yeah. year's draft. Yeah. But uh, but I would still be 100% behind it. Yeah. And one thing that everybody should be 100% behind is the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio. Why? Because Michael... He is the co-host of that show. Uh, Michael, first of all, I want to thank you for hopping on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. And how is the diet slash training going? Man, the diet is still going well. My wife and I did a six-mile hike uh, yesterday. Um, we were not intending for it to be a six-mile hike. It was supposed to be three miles. But my wife saw at the end of our neighborhood this road that was like a dirt road. And she goes, I wonder where that goes. And we just took it. And we ended up in the middle of nowhere and we found our way back home eventually. Uh, but my uh, app said I did six miles. So uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing uh, some exercise, just simple walking, hiking, uh, the elliptical every once in a while, mm-hmm. uh, doing a keto, keto diet. And uh, the first week uh, I lost eight pounds, nice. uh, a lot of it water weight, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second week uh, I've lost four. So I'm down 12. And go, uh, go. Yeah, my goal, I, I have two goals. One is 20 pounds, 
and the other is um, the other is uh, 35 pounds. Uh, so 20, I'd be happy. 35, I'd be ecstatic. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm also refereeing basketball. So one of the things uh, that I also do is I'm a high school basketball official. Uh, mm-hmm. So right now is the summer leagues, the AAU leagues, these these summer leagues that have all the same players from the same team. So, you know, if like the other day I did Judson against Clemens, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't wearing Judson uniforms or Clemens uniforms, but they were wearing, um, you know, whatever summer league name they, they go by. Right. Uh, but uh, b- believe it or not, that 12-pound difference when I was on the court, I mm-hmm. could feel it. I Good felt faster. I felt – I felt – uh, I felt uh, less winded, so hopefully I lose another eight to ten more pounds. I'm back on the court and uh, do that. But uh, yeah, so you mentioned the Sunday Sports Grill. Uh, we go from eleven to one uh, on Sundays, and uh, it's a great show, man. Uh, Quinn Hudson and I uh, do this. Uh, I'm the 2019 Rock the Mic champion. Uh, Quinn is the 2020 Rock the Mic champ. Uh, he's also a stand-up comedian. And what I like about our show is that yeah, it's about sixty sixty-five percent sports don't get me wrong we're going to talk about the spurs and the cowboys and and uh lebron and and (laughs) and dak and all those things right uh but the most fun about it all is is we start talking about pop culture and music and and uh just life in general and just having a good time uh you know growing up nostalgic things right Uh, so it's it's fun times and it's, it's interesting people like our sports takes but some of the the most commented things that be, people talk to us about on Twitter or on Facebook Live or whatnot is the stuff that we're talking that's not even sports. And, uh, and, and it's always that thing. way. It's always that way. Uh, one last thing. I've had uh, a, a lot of uh, um, friends and, and, and people that I know who their spouses have heard the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've enjoyed it. They're, they're like, "Hey, Good. it's not it's not just for for the dudes, you know." I mean, there's a lot of female sports fans out there, uh, but some of the some of the things that we talk about are, you know, how to be a better husband or boyfriend. You know, give us advice mm-hmm. on gift giving. Give us advice on Valentine's Day, anniversaries, Mother's Day, and and we 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 solicit advice from people and 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 dispense that advice. And uh, it's it's interesting seeing what people have to say, and uh, it's a fun show. Go tune in to the uh, Sunday Sports Grill every Sunday, obviously, on ESPN Radio. What is that, 94.5 and 12, well, 94.5 uh, FM and 1250 AM. Tune right. in. Michael, every once in a while, throws me a bone, and he asks me to come on, even if it's just for a segment. <laughs> so uh, I do appreciate the invites, Michael. Uh, as always, I appreciate you coming on Locked On Spurs. Hey, we're done talking about the Spurs, but if you need all your sports news needs in under 20 minutes, we check out the Locked On Today podcast. It gives you all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts, and uh, obviously subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Uh, follow uh, me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurzone, and of course Michael at Two Ten Fantasy God. I'm a, I'm a, anticipating some virtual tomatoes being thrown at me now that Mike <laughs> knows my my. It was impromptu, Michael. I, I was like, everybody's like, go 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 go. I was like, whoa whoa whoa, hang on here, let me do a little research. I they didn't give you 10 minutes? Done. They didn't give you 10 Nothing. minutes like the normal draft? No, I, I was getting like, <laughs> when I ignored that it was my, like I was on the clock and I didn't see it. Kind of like, yeah, everybody, I, I missed the fact that Michael was on the call before me for this episode. He had to text me to remind me. Um, <laughs> same thing. 
the guy, the coordinator for the, the, the NBA channel, he's like, we've been waiting for you. I was like, oh, my God. And so I had to rush it. And uh, yeah, it was a mess. But yeah, virtual tomatoes would be thrown my way via Mr. Jimenez. So for Michael Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Yeah.